You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hello, everyone. This is the Good Reverend Jim. And uh, I do have a guest today, but uh, unfortunately, it's my son. And my son is uh, notorious for being late, which is uh, pretty irritating, actually. So I am going to start the show without him. And uh, 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 eventually, he's going to stumble in here and make a bunch of noise and all that kind of stuff. So he'd come in there. Anyways, uh, once again, uh, this is The Good Reverend Jim. Uh, you can find out more about me and stuff on the website, thegoodreverendjim.com. Uh, and this show is all about trying to make the world a better place. And uh, the way that I try to do that is uh, by encouraging people to love each other. And to love each other, I think you should understand other people and all their differences. So uh, one of the big things that I do in the show is I talk a lot about astrology. And uh, the reason why I talk about astrology is because um, you know, astrology uh, talks about personalities. And uh, um, it highlighted to me that people are different. And uh, that's not necessarily bad. You know, some of us are introverted people, shy and awkward. Um, and, and, uh, some of us are just extroverted people. Some of us are bitches. Um, but you know, there's a, there's a place for everyone. And, uh, even though you may want like one kind of bitch type person, uh, that bitchy person might be just fine for me. So, and that, that's what kind of like a astrology, uh, talks to a lot or addresses a lot. So, um, anyways, uh, today we're not going to talk too much about astrology. The bigger thing we're going to talk about is, uh, 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 other issues out there because we want the show to be about more than just uh, astrology. And, uh, in astrology, we talk about how like different categories are perfectly, perfectly compatible with each other. Like I'm a Pisces and I'm perfectly compatible with a Cancer or a Scorpio. And, uh, even though I might be perfectly compatible with these people, um, it doesn't mean that I have instant harmony. You know, sometimes those issues pop up. And way back when on the show, we talked about this thing called dialectical behavioral therapy, which is, uh, something that, uh, uh, it talks about how to deal with like, um, uh, you know, difficult situations or when your emotions are running high, typically a fight, basically. It, it kind of teaches you how to deal with a, a confrontation, essentially. Um, I mean, it, it talks about a lot of other things and being overly simplified here, simplified here, but, but uh, for me, it's like, you know, if you're having someone that you tend to fight with a lot or if you get in fights a lot yourself, you know, DBT is something that can help you deal with that kind of stuff and minimize the, uh, issues. But uh, with DBT, that was created for a particular uh, disorder out there called borderline personality disorder. And uh, DBT didn't make too much sense to me until I started working, uh, I started reading up on borderline personality disorder. And when I learned more about that, it kind of opened my eyes to a whole bunch of different things out there. And it changed the way I think about things. And I want to encourage you guys to study up on it too. So maybe it changed your mind how to approach various things. So um, I've been trying to address this thing for about three shows. Um, and our past few shows, it's just, it was just horrible. <laughs> I mean, I just, I didn't, the message I'm trying to send across with this, uh, this, uh, uh, with going into borderline personality disorder is just getting lost and stuff like that. So today I'm going to try doing it with my son, Evan, and um, see how well it goes with him. And I asked Evan to study up on this thing before he came to the show. So maybe he'd be a little bit intelligent about the topic. Um, do, 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 do. um, I lost my thought. Sorry about that. Um, this is where it's really nice to have another person here so that when I lose my thought, I can just shut up for a little bit and they can take over. Um, anyways, uh, with, so going back to like, uh, astrology, oh, I was, I was talking about why Evan might be a better person to do this with. Uh, a lot of times I talk about this stuff with my friend Ronnie 
Uh, and with Ronnie, you know, she falls into a category of what I call cancer, which we call the crazy category. We you know, tend to be a little bit more outgoing type people and fun and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and the p- thing about the, 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 the crazy category, the people we call the beginners, uh, this be the people that are the cancers, the Capricorns, the Libras, and the Aries. Uh, they tend to be really pleasant people to hand around. They, they may know a lot of things, but they, the way they approach different topics is not quite the detail that someone like me, a Pisces, someone at the end would do, a geek. So it, I like, you know, I love doing shows with Ronnie because, you know, the communication flows really nicely. Um, and it, to me, it's a little bit more fun. But, uh, you know, we've been missing something. So today, Evan's come on a show and Evan's like a, a, a Gemini. So the Gemini with astrology falls into what I call the end category or the mutables. Um, they fall into what I call the, the geeks, you know, the socially awkward people. And we're the people that tend to be, you know, not so much like rip roaring fun, but it, it, we're the people that really, you know, if you want to have like a nice analytical conversation that's really calm pace and stuff like that, you know, people in our category would be that thing. So I'm hoping having the show with Evan will calm down my thoughts about this particular topic. Let me go through it. So looking at, let's, between looking at uh, borderline personality disorder and uh, astrology, you know, I, I'm always trying to draw, out, draw links between different things out there. And the way I look at astrology is um, I'm a Pisces. And what that basically means, if the theory is true about astrology, you know, the, 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 not definite if it's true or not, but if the theory is true about uh, astrology, by being born a Pisces, I'm going to have this natural gift to be a certain way. You know, I call, I call it the, the geek way. You know, that's going to be, I'm going to be born with this natural ability. Um, someone that would be in like Ronnie's category. They might have this natural ability to be very socially pleasing to a lot of people. And, it's, you know, it's just something that's already there. Now, from there, how you're raised and how you're, you know, how, how you're raised in your environment when you're growing up and your life, you know, your life stories and stuff like that. Um, it's going to mold you know a bunch of different ways. So one Cancer, one Pisces might be very different than another Pisces. You know, and, and, and they are. They may have various combinations, but you know they're they're different. And what I typically see is I always see like you know I always see like the the Pisces or like in my case the Cancer. I see the Cancer in the person, but I also recognize the differences. Um, some people are like what I consider the extreme Cancers. You know, the very you know outgoing and fun type people, the ones are a little bit more quieter type cancers. And, and that's just fine. But I always see that at that one level, there's something in there. Borderline personality disorders is kind of like a, uh, you know, it's, it's considered a disorder. And what they think is that, you know, by genetics, you are born with this, this trait, a particular trait. And, it's, you know, some might call it a gift, actually. But you're kind of born with this kind of thing. And that right there doesn't make you borderline. Uh, the thing that makes you borderline is kind of like the environment that you grow up in. And if you grew up in an environment where they don't quite um, appreciate that trait or don't mold that trait in the right direction, then it becomes a problem when you get older. And uh, we're going to talk into that a little bit more. So, excuse me, I have an awkward pause here. So I can uh, catch my breath, get a drink. All right. So, um, like I said, all this kind of, uh, so when it comes to borderline personality disorder, um, it's kind of a, a funny, uh, uh, disorder type thing. And when it comes to talking about mental disorders or just people crazy, you know, period, um, 
The problem with a lot of mental illness type things is people are really quick. Oh, you could walk soon. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Were you talking about me? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Evan's here. <laughs> like I say, be really loud when he comes in there. <laughs> Got it? Yeah. All right. I just did a little introduction. Did you do your homework? No. <laughs> I completely forgot I was coming today until <laughs> he called me. Yeah. Okay. I got to get some really good guests one of these days. <laughs> I was just saying that to everyone about how uh, we're talking about borderline personality disorder today. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you know anything about it at all? Yeah. Oh. Um, so I was just saying that, Kyle, to me, uh, with these kind of disorders, different variations of crazy, it's kind of like astrology. You're, uh, do you want to get a drink? You want a drink? No, I just want some water. Uh, um, <laughs> when you, uh, uh, when I talk about something like astrology, to me, astrology is like you're born a Gemini. And by being born a Gemini, you have these you know, natural abilities to be something. Mm. But it depends on how you, how you grew up you know, to see how you, how you use those abilities, basically. Yeah. So like not all Gemini is the same. Yeah. Right. But, but so what I was talking about – so the thing about, the thing about borderline personality disorder is a, thing, a component of it is, is supposed to be genetic. Mm-hmm. And so they think some of this was passed down. So some people are just <clears throat> naturally born mm-hmm. to be a certain way. But if they're raised in the wrong environment, it becomes a problem. Mm-hmm. And hence gets labeled borderline personality disorder. Yeah. So what do you know about borderline personality disorder? Um, roughly what it is. It's a tendency to like bring people in and then like push them away once they start to get close to you. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so something like that. Mm-hmm. So. <clears throat> right? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Whiskey? Yeah, that may help. <laughs> That's why I always keep it. <laughs> anyway, so um, got it. Mm-hmm. All right. So the thing about, like I said, with, I, I can remember, so what borderline personality is to my, my brief summary is is someone that um emotionally sensitive for the most part, or not emotionally sensitive, but they're um a little bit more alert or aware of different things. They tend to be more uh, sensing. And uh, what it ends up doing is uh, is, is um, they they basically make mountains on molehills because mm-hmm. because to them like they they they're people that like uh, dialectical behavioral therapy was uh, uh, created to manage overwhelming emotions. That's what a borderline person suffers from is they have emotions that they can't really manage nicely. Yeah. So when when you do something like to me like um, I don't know, be late. <laughs> oh, you're one to talk about being on time. <laughs> I'm actually pretty good nowadays. <clears throat> but but if, if, if you know if you talk about someone like you know you did something that's irritating, mm-hmm. right? So uh, me, I would like say you know kind of cringe a little bit, maybe. <laughs> you should maybe, maybe you should see it right now. He has a like, irritated face on. He gets in this position, just like <laughs> okay. <laughs> maybe may, may I punch a table or a wall or something like that. I do something to try to calm myself down yeah. a little bit. Uh, luckily, all these walls are foam, so <laughs> uh, yeah. So it'd be easier to punch these walls because they're foam. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, I would do some things to try to manage my emotions. So I'll go blowing up at you. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like a, a a borderline person, be a little bit more likely to say, you know, what the fuck are you doing, you know, and just you know create a big, huge conflict. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. So, I mean, at, at the root cause of their thing is not being able to manage their emotions very nicely, and and I always talk about how they tend to uh, go after the people that they're close to first. Mm-hmm. And if you think about once you get in a relationship, as 
you always have pretty easy relationships. Do you ever fight? Mm, sometimes. I mean, Victoria and I don't, but. <laughs> Not because you kick your ass, probably. <laughs> but uh, no, you always seem to have pretty decent luck with your girlfriends, it seems like. Hmm. From, from the outside, anyways. But, um, but you know, a lot of other people out there, they get into these relationships. It seems like they start dating and say, oh, wow, everything's great and fine and dandy. They're on a little high. And then after they get into the relationship a little bit more, then they start noticing these little irritations about the person they're with. Mm-hmm. Oh, he doesn't put the toilet seat down. You know, oh, he doesn't do this. Or he doesn't do that. Or he doesn't do this. And then they start asking to change this. Well, you got to change this. 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 That's kind of natural, to, I think, to any relationship. If you have a bad relationship, um, it gets worse and worse and worse as time goes on. Um, I think the curve that most of us follow with any relationship is similar to the one that a borderline person might follow, but theirs is a lot more steeper. So these little irritation becomes big, huge fights. Mm-hmm. Where, whereas other people would be like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. This is not that big of a deal. No. no. <laughs> yeah. well, I, I wanted you here today because I'm trying to – you know, I was talking to about Brian about those things because the, uh, you know, to me, to, to me, when 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 you when you study some of these these things here, when you read up on on these different diseases, to me it's like, what the hell is that? You know, if, so if if you want like the the formal definition, you know, or, or some of the formal definitions of borderline, let me see, where's a good one at? Uh, for borderline, they always have this, this little test that they want people to take. To, to, they don't not take, but uh, a psychiatrist is supposed to examine you for these different things to see if you fall in these categories. Yeah. And for borderline, it's, it's a combination of a bunch of different categories. And as Ryan and I talked about last show, um, everyone has a bit of these things. And just because you have one of them doesn't mean anything. But the combination of all these things, other factors, makes it so that you get labeled borderline. Mm-hmm. So, so and, and according to this uh, uh, in, in, psychi- in psychology, psychiatry? Psychiatry. Psychology? Huh? One of those two. Psychology. Um, I took the class. <laughs> did you? Yeah. <laughs> so, do you know about the little book that they have to, uh, um, to uh, uh, for for diagnosing it? Yeah. Is uh, was it the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, the DSM? Mm-hmm. So, uh, this is a book that uh, is published by the American Psychiatric Association and offers a common language and standard criteria for the classification of mental disorders. Right, so it's, it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like the standard. So when it comes to borderline, and their little thing is, you have to have five of the nine of these nine symptoms, uh, five of the nine, and um, these symptoms they broke down to four different domains. They call it, and uh, domain is ex- excess. Domain A is excessive, unstable, and poorly regulated emotion responses, especially anger. And there's there's three of them. So here's the first three items. Uh, um, is that effective? E- effective emotional instability, including intense episodes, emotional anguish, irritability, and anxiety and panic attacks. So that's one thing. Uh, the second thing is anger that is inappropriate, intense, and difficult to control, making the mountain of oil. Yeah. Uh, third one, chronic feeling of emptiness. Okay, so, so that's domain A. Domain B is a demand that uh, deals with impulsive behaviors that are harmful to you and others, such as spending sprees, excessive use of alcohol and drugs, self-injury acts, and sexual indiscretions. So here they have they had two more issues. So number four would be self um, self-damaging acts, such as excessive spending, unsafe and inappropriate sexual conduct, uh, substance abuse, reckless driving, and binge eating. 
And what? Binge eating. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, <clears throat> the fifth one is uh, recurrent suicidal behavior. So not just like saying once, but all the time mm. or very often. Uh, suicide behavior, gestures, threats, self-injuries such as uh, cutting or hitting yourself. So that's, that's those are two items in domain B. Uh, domain C is suspicious misperceptions, uh, an un, unstable self-image, a poor sense of your identity, and difficulty in reasoning under stress. And these two items are number six, a, a markedly and persistently unstable self-image or sense of yourself, your perception of yourself or your identity. And number seven is suspicious of others, suspiciousness of others' thoughts about you, and even paranoid ideation or transit of stress-related disassociative episodes during which you feel that you and your surroundings appear unreal. That pretty much means nothing to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, domain B. Is uh, that kind of like an existential crisis or something like that? <laughs> I don't know. But, but domain B, uh, tremendous and very unstable relationships. Uh, so number eight is you may engage in frantic efforts to avoid real uh, or imagined abandonment. So abandonment issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, number nine, and the final one is your relationships may be very intense, unstable, alternate between the extremes of over over idolizing someone or under undervaluing people who are important to you. So you're just almost like, oh, oh my god, that's the best person in the world, and then other things like you know, that person's nothing to me. So, so that, that's the so in short, you know, so th- those were the nine items in a little bit more detail. I have like a, a little more short version. Uh, the short test, you know, same nine items. You have to have five of these things. Uh, emotions change very quickly and experience intense episodes of sadness, irritability, and anxiety or panic attacks. Two, anger can quickly become intense. Uh, three, chronic feelings of emptiness or in boredom. Four, lots of sex partners, excessive spending, substance abuse, reckless driving, and binge eating. Not necessarily all of them, but, you know, you have some of these things in mm-hmm. uh, Five, suicidal or self-injurious. Uh, six, unstable image of self-self, of sense of self, or of who I am and what I truly believe. Uh, seven, worry about what others think of me or expect the attitude of others to be negative. Have suspicious ideals, can become paranoid. Eight, abandonment issues by people who are close to me and whom I depend on. And nine, close relationships are often intense, unstable, and alternate between the extremes of over-idolizing and undervaluing people who are important to me. Hmm. You know, by the list of, I think I'd meet a couple of those categories. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but you need five. Yeah. Well, let's... Hmm. Which one did you fall into? I don't know. <laughs> See, primary problem with that list is, is, you know, I was talking to Brian about this thing, I was trying to say, well, these are the important ones. Like, to me, it's, it's like, you know, it, to me, the big ones are unstable relationships and uh, um, suicidal ideation, so or, or suicidal thoughts and stuff like that. Um, I say those things because if I tell you, like Evan, um, you pretty much know if you have unstable relationships or not. You know, I, are you always fighting your relationships? No. Like, always, are people always leaving you? You know, no. that's a really clear indication that you have, you know, if you find yourself in a fight on a regular basis, you know, with different people over the years, not just one person, one person might be a bad relationship. Two people, okay, that's probably bad. You know, you got unlucky twice. 
four, five, six, seven, eight different people, you know, pretty much everyone you get in a relationship with becomes like a big, huge fight. Um, the problem would be you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the suicidal type things, like some people are always like, uh, I want to kill myself. And some people just say, just, you know, not really how important it is, but some people really want to kill themselves. Yeah. And those people will tell you, yeah, I do want to kill myself. But if you ask them seriously. So I, I, I kind of, so to me, those are two big things that are kind of like black and white type things. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, if you have those two things, then you might want to consider like, maybe you have the other ones too, but you don't necessarily want to admit it. But, you know, it's like, who's going, which ones did you fall into? Oh, um, let me again. <laughs> I hit like five of them, but I don't think they're like big problems or anything. Well, you don't, and as, I think that's a problem with some of these tests. People are like, well, it's not that big of a problem. It's not that big of a problem. Mm -hmm. that, that's true. <laughs> it's not a problem. <laughs> I don't have a problem. You have a problem. Actually, I think with these tests, what they should do is they should have your friends and family take it for you too. Yeah. And but they, they say, yeah, fuck yeah. It was like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I talked to Ryan last week or the last episode and – uh uh, I was saying, it's like most people don't quite realize what they are. You know, they, they don't quite realize it. Like I, like, like I consider Ryan an extrovert. She doesn't. She, mm -hmm. She's like, no, I am an introvert. I am an introvert. Yet I can walk out with her and she talks to everyone in the world. <laughs> I mean, just and, that, that, and that's what I love about her. She, she talks to people. So I, I consider it you know, in my version of extroversion. I, I, yeah, I mean, just because she's good at it doesn't mean she likes doing it, though. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I think I think that some people like they, like they don't like. To yeah, because I, I talked to a lot of people like sort of extroverts, and like, no, I hate talking to people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't stand it. I can't stand it. People suck. <laughs> it was like, but also, but Ryan was like saying, yeah, but I hate being, I hate, I hate quietness too. And I was like, well, oh. that's probably why you barge in and start talking all the time. She, Which, needs, <laughs> she needs to get into online gaming. It's all the fun of having the people talk there without actually having to deal with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, you know, do so. Which one did you fall into? Oh, uh, let's see. Ten episodes of sadness. Definitely do that one. Uh, chronic feelings of emptiness. I can be sad. You're my son. <laughs> <laughs> it's just episodes of sadness. It's not all the time, but it's like just some of those uh, times. It's because like, you don't live at home anymore. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I just like, oh, dad, I miss you so much. <laughs> oh, life sucks. <laughs> I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> I was just like those. Just you know, sometimes you get those feelings of just like, oh, everything's pointless and hopeless, and I hate all things, and mm -hmm. just want to do nothing forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That one, crying feelings of emptiness and boredom. Usually bored. I am usually bored. <laughs> I'm gonna make your life exciting. Hmm? <laughs> Learn how to program. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> listen. Then we're gonna put wanted to kill myself on this list. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, excessive spending, probably. I do. Spend how can you spend? You don't have money. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Unstable image or sense of self or who I am and what I truly believe. That one. Uh, do, 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 do. And worrying what others think of me and that they possibly don't like me. Yeah, why should do that, though? Yeah. See, that's why I hate about this list. Is like you can't, no, that's it, what I'm saying. It's like a lot of these things, like a lot of people can fall under. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and I think that was five. <laughs> huh? I think that was five. So by that list or that title, I would have borderline personality disorder. Yeah, but you know, I th and I th you know, I, th I think so. What I'm trying to do is explain a little bit more in, in more layman's type terms, not focus so much on these stupid definitions of things. Because yeah, everyone can fall into these little things. Emotional changes very quickly. I experience intense episodes of sadness, irritability, and anxiety. Because I don't think too many people are going to admit to that. 
Irritability or anxiety? Intense episodes of sadness, irritability, and anxiety or panic attacks. A lot of people uh, do commit to the anxiety and panic attacks thing. Um, but the irritability. That, those two, yeah, yeah. I can see those two. The irritability one, you know, I, no, I'm not irritable. No. No, no. You can't go uh, I mean, I def- I, there's definitely days, I think like two weeks ago or something, I walked into work and I just hated everybody. <laughs> it was very obvious that they should not talk to me. Well, actually, actually, that kind of brings up a good point. So part of the reason why I want everyone to understand this this whole concept here is, is I think we all experience times where we're like this. Mm-hmm. You know, when we're under like so much stress that that we we are pretty much like a borderline person for that moment. You know, a borderline person is just a little bit more extreme and happens a lot more often. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like the uh, there's no girls here, so we can talk about this one. Um, PMS. <laughs> <laughs> You have an audience, <laughs> but you know, you know, you know. You heard about the PMS? You guys talk about that in your generation. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, girls stopped having periods for my generation. <laughs> Why not? But do, do, do you ever notice how, uh, like, the girls' emotions are a little bit ramped up at a certain point in their their cycle? That's that's where it gets, yeah. that's where they get the because the, their hormones are doing a whole bunch of things. So usually, like, uh, certain girls, I'm not going to leave them all, Taylor. <laughs> I, no. Taylor, no, she is a good example. It's actually, she can, uh, actually. I don't know. I don't even know when she's on her period, her period or when she's not on a period. Yeah. But some people, I've been around some people that uh, when they're come up in their period for like the day two before it, they're very irritable mm-hmm. and their emotions are racing, and, and it's like you have to, you know, right. tiptoe around certain things. But to me, it's like okay, if I read up on borderline and, and study on these DPT type skills. And treat them at that one point. They're kind of like this kind of person, you know. One, I could say, well, okay, that girl's being a bitch right now. But the, the better, smarter thing to say is, like, wait a second, you know, she's she's starting her period. Her emotions, her hormones are raging or, or going out of control on her, stuff like that. She's having an unstable day. Is like have some sympathy and realize there's some things that I can do on my side to make her life easier. Yeah, and of course on her side, she should realize like, okay, as this habit of being very irritable before my period, you know, I should practice some things. Before my period comes up there. Okay. And so, and most of all, don't ask her if she's on it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they're all sensitive about that kind of crap. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's, like, it's like, what's the big deal? I mean, it's just reality. It's like, it's not like I'm going to get rid of you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, so. <laughs> you have a natural bodily function. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. And actually, I think one of the, the great things about like Erica, your stepmom. Yep. I, I know of her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not going to talk about her period and stuff like that, but she has days where she's like super stressed out and she knows that her, her emotions are like out of control on her. Mm-hmm. And, and she would tell me in the morning, she goes, um, Jimmy, I'm having a really rough day. And it's like, I feel like I'm about to cry. And I'm like, okay. It's going to be one of those days. Be a little careful and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So Erica, that's one of the beautiful things about Erica. She's like, knows it, tells me about it. And then I can be a little bit more careful. Mm. Of course, being a dick I am, I could do the thing I call button pushing. Yeah. No, or, or, no, 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 no. No, I call it, I call it tolerance building. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sure that works out well for you. Huh? I'm sure that works out well, well for you. You know what tolerance building is, right? Uh, making her not want to kill you? <laughs> no. So, so to, uh, to me, Evan was a swimmer, right? I'll stay mm-hmm. swimmer, right? So you're a very good swimmer. And um, uh, when you're swimming and you're working out for that stuff, you know, at one point you got to push yourself like you get really tired and you got to do that last end of the workout type push. To go a little bit further. <laughs> this sounds like an excellent way to get hit. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but the thing is, when you push yourself that last little bit, when you're swimming and stuff like that, you say, okay, let's do one more race at the end just to, just to push us up a little bit more, right? So it hurts and all that kind of stuff, right? It's, you suffer like, oh, well, pain in the butt. But it makes you better 
So the uh-huh. ne- so the next time you can swim a little bit further. All right. <laughs> so so and, and the best time to do these kind of things is you know you don't do this kind of thing at the beginning of the workout. You do it when you're already dead tired and y'all worked out. Yeah yeah. So how does Erica feel about this? <laughs> oh, she hates it. She totally, she, 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 she totally hates it. But I'm proud to say that Erica's an absolutely wonderful person. So many people like her, and I think it's because of me. Because what I do is, is it's when, all you. when she's when she's very irritable, what I do is like, hmm, this is a good opportunity to to. Uh, um, <laughs> to, to this is a great opportunity to expand. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I do her tolerance building, and I, I push her a little bit more, and, and I, I try to get to the edge where she doesn't quite kill me, but just to push her a little bit more, so that the next time she can take it. Oh, it's an awful idea. <laughs> do you think Erica's a wonderful person? Yeah, but she's always been a wonderful person. <laughs> no, she has not. Trust me, trust me. You didn't see her in those days. <laughs> <laughs> so. So, anyways, uh, the thing is, uh, okay. Sometimes I have these days where uh, I don't think it's hormonal, but but if I'm under a lot of stress or something like that, I might. Actually, I'm kind of like the total opposite of a borderline type person. Do you know I had a, 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 my physics teacher in, in college? He goes, uh, "Jim, you should go to U of M." It's like that'd be nice, but my grades aren't that good. Mm. And, and I go, "But why would you say that?" And he goes, um, "You don't stress." He's like, you need some stress in your life. <laughs> it's like, why would you tell me that? It's <laughs> like, is, that? Is, isn't it good that you don't stress? Yeah. Shouldn't that be what so most we, people aim for? <laughs> yeah. So that's what you go to college for. You know, you go to college to push the envelope a little bit more. Mm. Kind of like my low tolerance building program. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not stupid. I think about this stuff. <laughs> okay. And this is where the borderline thing comes in at, right? Because I'm really smart. I know this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And all the other dumbasses don't. I mean, don't toot your own horn, but. <laughs> No, I, well, I know this stuff, but you guys don't, right? <laughs> and so you guys start giving me grief about, like, no, no, that's stupid, Jim. You can't do that. Or dad. You can't do that, dad. <laughs> right? So you think you know more than I do, but I know more than you do. So it pisses me off that you do be that way to me. Boom. We got to fight. Uh-huh. And that's what borderline is. You know, they see something that, you know, is, is it irritant or something like that. And you say, no, that's not – a big thing with uh, uh, borderline people is they get invalidated a lot. Like you're trying to invalidate me about my little <laughs> – my training program for Erica. <laughs> yeah. Does she listen to this podcast? <laughs> well, you know, because I, you know, the funeral will be the next day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I just need to send text message real quick. <laughs> Ironically, we're going to Niagara Falls this weekend, so I might be the one going over the bridge. <laughs> I think Eric's going to skip the bucket. <laughs> hey, Jimmy, let's do a picture of you by the rail there, by the waterfalls. Oh, <laughs> looks a little shaky. <laughs> Go a little bit further back, a little bit more further back, a little bit more. <laughs> By the way, what are you doing this weekend? Uh, nothing, I think. We're going to Niagara. Mm, that'd be fun. I think it's super cheap, too. No, no. Yeah. I have zero money, so. <laughs> I think I got the whole sponsorship thing going, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, where's going with all this kind of stuff? I don't know. We're talking about me. My favorite subject. Oh, oh, we're talking about the things about which categories I fall into. So yeah. I hate this kind of things. Like the, but I said everyone has aspects of these things. If angry can quickly become intense. Um, me, no, it's very rare. I get that, but you've seen it. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so every time I've been the cause. <laughs> so so we, we've struggled with Evan in high school with his grades and stuff like that, and Evan got to see me become quickly intense. <laughs> but that only happens with you. <laughs> or, or it happens for a very limited subset of people. Like I, yeah. I don't really do that with Erica too much. No, nah, but well, Erica would beat me down. But uh, <laughs> but I mean Taylor, I don't think saw it. 
too, yeah. too often. You got you got the brunt of that one. So, but um, but you know, everyone has that. I mean, when I get stressed out, I mean, I can I can bottle up, bottle up, bottle it up. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, you know, I have my breaking point too. Yeah. And, and then I have the the you know, anger can quickly become intense. <laughs> <laughs> so I can do that, but you know, I think here you got to consider the frequency that it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with you, it happened like. You know, whenever your grades were, your, 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 didn't happen in the summertime so much. Okay. <laughs> <Look at that. laughs> so, so, but you know, it, it, to me, is like if, if you find your anger becoming intense a lot, mm-hmm. you know, that's the big thing. But it's like how many people, even the ones that have this issue, a lot of them think it's like, oh, well, it's under control. Mm-hmm. It's warranted. You know, that person deserves to be yelled at or something like that. Yeah. So, chronic feeling of emptiness and boredom. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I mean, I'm not bored because I live a very active life, but, uh, you're bored. I'm always bored. Why don't you can't do something? Well, most things cost money. You come to like a Euchre. That's cheap. Yeah, it is, but it also costs gas. Did <laughs> something, uh, have people over cards? I try. People don't like coming over to my house. Yeah, no way. Yeah. It's not that reason. No, they, the reason is. <laughs> my, my sister is Evan's landlord. Or not really landlord, but whatever it is. Um, yeah, she doesn't like it over there. I don't like it when she goes over there. I don't like it either. <laughs> <laughs> that we all have that common, common. Jimmy, your son <laughs> <laughs> is making a mess of my house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, it's like, um, well, no, my friends don't like coming over to my house because uh, I think we've been over this before, but um, they they all live like together. So usually it's just easier for me to go over there than for all of them to get up and come over to my house. Go do that then. I do. So what's wrong with that? You guys play games and stuff like that? Mm, yeah, we do uh, D&D and whatever. <laughs> so why are you bored then? Mm. <laughs> huh, something worth exploring. Yeah. Uh, lots of sex partners. Okay. I would like to have lots of sex partners. <laughs> uh, actually, not really. I just like to have a few good ones. But... Uh, <laughs> If I wasn't married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but see, then was like lots of sex people. Some people are just like, I like sex, mm-hmm. which I don't see a problem there. I think the big sex part of things, like, I think that a lot of these things have, a lot of these things have nuances to them too. It's like, why are you having sex? You know, yeah. some people are just perverts. Some people are running out having sex with different people just so that they can feel like they, you know, they're wild or, you know, they're doing it for like the wrong reasons mm-hmm. in a sense. You know, it's, it's, and, I would almost say, like here, the, the, the people that the lots of sex partnership thing. I would say, you know, to me, there's one thing liking sex. Um, so let's suppose that you're not having sex with someone at a time. Are you masturbating every day? You know, or you know, you know, are you masturbating all the time? So if you're not, then it's not so much the orgasm and stuff like that. You know, you're you might be having sex for wrong reasons. Yeah, that might just be like needing the. Human connection. <laughs> well, the human. I mean, that's nice too. But I mean, but I think I think the whole thing about lots of sex partners. I think that should be nuanced a little bit because, like, I met some people that I respect. Is like, they're like, oh yeah, it's horny. Someone, blah blah blah. It's like, cool, <laughs> <laughs> neat. <laughs> uh, but some people do it for like it seems like other reasons where they're like trying to, you know, they have like low self image of themselves or like that. Mm. So they want to have sex just so they feel like they're yeah, just they're, validate themselves. Huh? Just like. So they can validate themselves and feel like they're yeah. So they something. feel pretty that day or something like that. Mm-hmm. Excessive spending. I don't know who, who's going to admit to that one, but you did. I did. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Substance abuse. Um, I don't have a drinking problem. 
<laughs> yeah, that one I was like, can you give me a little bit more? <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, like like uh, some people say, I have a drinking problem uh, because I drink every day, yeah. but I don't get drunk every day. Oh yeah, no, that's, a, that's the thing. It's like I'm at home playing games with my friends. I'll have like, a glass or two of bourbon just from playing, but it's like. I'm hanging out with my friends. <laughs> yeah, so when I say substance abuse, like like drinking and stuff like that, to me it's like, well, I mean, at one point it's kind of a problem. Yeah, it's like I don't consider it a problem until I'm just like sitting at home watching TV, getting drunk. Yeah, that's a problem. When when most of your drinking, uh, if you if you're getting drunk by yourself, that's a good indication of problem. Also, a little sad. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of pathetic. But like, I like I like I like alcohol because there's so many different flavors. Mm-hmm. And so you can pair it with all your meals. So if I'm having a meal, I want some kind of drink to go oh, with yeah. it. And I like the whole <laughs> I like the whole experience of going there for a before dinner drink, have a nice wine with my meal, and then having an yeah. after dinner drink. I have mimosas for breakfast and like Long Island's for going to bed. <laughs> Long Island's for, for bed. Okay, I, I I usually have a bottle of Jameson's or half bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had Long Island in a while, but uh, yeah, I want to have them because of those reasons. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, but the. Uh, uh, you know, to me, when you come to like the substance abuse, like alcohol, a lot of people say, I don't have a problem with that. But, mm-hmm. but other people, this is where a friend taking the test, like, no, you have a problem. And to me, some people, you know, I don't get, I don't think I have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to convince you you do? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, it's not something I want to do that much, but the, but the problem is, I, you know, I try stopping every now and then, but I was like, why, why, why? Well, why? did you know I scheduled the states and intervention? <laughs> No, I, I just uh, to me it's like no because when I go to I make up good excuses too why I have to drink. <laughs> Other names Evan and Taylor? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I drink. I, I drink because uh, um, uh, one thing is because my my GERD, my acid reflux, it, it screws up my throat. So my throat always feels like you know when you feel like kind of sick. I distinctly remember going with you to uh, that surgery for your acid reflux and um, them yeah. saying not to drink. Yeah, but. <laughs> true <laughs> all right but, but. They, they, they pretty much said i couldn't pretty much live you know it's like you can drink <laughs> you can drink water your whole life and uh uh you can drink water and graze in the field you know, <laughs> become <they're>, a cow <laughs> that's pretty and when i read up more on it they said that all of us people with acid reflux or gerd uh we react to different things different ways like for some reason alcohol doesn't really bother uh, some do some do but but uh you know like um office coffee destroys me starbucks no problem hmm. Yeah. Or maybe minimize problem. You know, so, I mean, we look at, do you have acid reflux? Sometimes. So, I mean, when you have it, I mean, there's some things that they find out every person is a little bit different. Some people get irritated by some things and not other things. And if you listen to that, that whole list they gave me of what not to do, seriously, I'd be water and grazing in the field. You know, that, that'd be my life. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, so I just pick and choose which ones I do and don't do. All right. <laughs> it's your body. You do what you want. Well, 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 well then, 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 I pay, then I pay attention to that. You know, like you can't pay attention. Ooh, that didn't go real well. That, that, that hurts my chest. Um, uh, big one I found out is low stress. When I get stressed out, that's where my chest pain is coming at. Uh, now I, I haven't. Uh, it's, Ronnie gives me some chest pains. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, uh, but, you know, that's, I had my chest pains under control for a long time. And the only thing that bothers me with the acid reflux is uh, my throat. And, mm-hmm. and I feel like I have something in my throat a lot of times. So I'm clear my throat. And my doctor's like, there's nothing in your throat. It's down by your stomach. It's just that the nerves are connected to each other. And so so I pretty much always – actually, it's been pretty good recently since maybe that doctor worked. 
Mm. <laughs> Weird. It's almost like they do what they get paid to do. <laughs> well, uh, well, well, I, I cut back. I did cut back on some things. Uh, I said, okay, no, screw the alcohol thing. I'm going, I'm, I'm, you know, that's, that's, that's just unrealistic. <laughs> that's, just, <laughs> um, that's unrealistic. But what I did do is for my breakfast, um, I have a sale for breakfast now. Mm, no up, eggs? At, at the bar uptown. You know, so I used to always uh, order um, eggs benedict. Mm-hmm. And I used to try saying it would be nicer to get the spinach or the veggie eggs benedict. So it'd be a little bit healthier. But the doctor's like, uh, yeah, that whole holiday sauce and eggs, yeah, yeah, get that out of there. Mm-hmm. So now for breakfast, I have a tuna salad. Hmm. And for some reason, I only need half of it. That's weird. <laughs> well, now we can see the five drinks I have with it. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, suicidal or self-interest? Self-interest, I didn't quite appreciate what that was. Um, I thought you said you did that for a while. Self-injuries? Yeah. Yeah, I used to. But that was like teenage years, like brooding whatnot. What? That was like the teenage years when, you know, hormones are flying and I hate life. <laughs> I don't understand that one, though. I mean, it seems like you want to kill someone else. Not It's not killing you, but it's like the cutting type stuff. Mm. And, and and later on, when I read up on this stuff, I appreciate I, – I, 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 I learned how to appreciate it. Um, uh, you know, the suicide, I think everyone gets suicide at one point or another. But I, th- I think the problem is the people that get suicide, like, often. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, I think everyone feels like they want to kill themselves. Up. Do you th- think that? Yeah, you know, a, a lot of people. I think I, I think most people feel that way at one point or another. So, um, but it's, it's hard for this test here. But the, the self injuries, when I read up on the cutting things, like why the hell would someone cut themselves? No, well, I think it's as more of like a chemical reaction because you're hurting yourself, and that does re- release some like endorphins in your head. Yeah. So. Actually, I was listening to my episode of this show last week. And I was trying I, – a lot of times on this show, I bring up a topic and I kind of – we go off on a tangent. No, you don't say. Yeah. <laughs> no, but no, I bring up something and make a statement, but I never quite finished the, the thought, especially last week with Ronnie. I, I couldn't finish anything. But uh, uh, um, but I bring up a topic. Um, I said, you know, here's a weird little thing about psychology. I talk about this MIT course. One thing I found out about this MIT, about psychology is um, – uh, the the in your mind you you tend to store things uh that are similar next to each other mm. and so if you want to remember someone's name stuff like that you know, you you try to think of something else that's similar to them and that way it stick with you because you go into the same area of your your brain to pick it up and then you can remember it better yeah so I mean there's a whole thing about that one but uh an interesting thing is that the uh the where your feelings of love are at in the brain is right next to the the, the feelings of fear. <laughs> that explains a lot. <laughs> no, it's really weird. I guess they did a, a study that where they, they they had two people meet on a bridge, a mm-hmm. big huge canyon, stuff like that. And there's two bridges. One's like the highway, right? And, yeah. and 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 the other one is like a just a rickety rickety walk bridge, like a rope bridge, but very rickety. Mm-hmm. So they had these two people meet on this 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 bridge. One's a, a scientist, whatever, doing a, like a, a questionnaire. So they they asked this questionnaire, and then they asked the person to call back in a week or something like that. And then they take this other group of people and they meet on this, this nice, solid highway bridge and do the same thing. And the people that met on the rickety bridge, you know, they were more likely to call back later on. Huh. So now I, my dream is to start a dating service. Yeah. So what I think if, to, you know, if I really want to throw people on, <laughs> you're going to find a rickety bridge to throw people on. Well, no, here's a solve this for <clears> um, a dating activity. If, you, know, you haven't done the ropes course with us, have you? This is Taylor. I th- the one in Bloomfield Hills. 
I don't know if I've done it with you, but I have done a rope scores. Yeah, rope scores are these things they put in the trees where you're going across all these little thin ropes to get from one tree to another tree. And you know, your, your harness ups are not going to fall that much. But, um, but you know, it's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be great dating activity? That would be fun. So knowing that this, you know, that the fear is right next to the love portion there, I can put two people that want to hook up with each other and say, hey, guys, why don't you guys do this thing as a team, mm-hmm. this little scary event? And then they go, oh, I don't know why, but I love him. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's like, hey, my evil plan. It's all coming together. <laughs> yeah. That's why you study psychology. That's <laughs> it. Or psychiatry. Um, psychology. I don't know about these other ones. Unstable self, unstable image of self or sense of self. I don't quite understand that one. I think, just... I, I think, I think every, I think everyone should do that. You know? Yeah. You should always be thinking. Maybe not. I don't. No, because astrology kind of like actually taught me to accept. It's like I was like, okay, I used to have this unstable image myself. Like, why doesn't anyone like me? You know, why am I such a geek? It's like, oh, I was born that way. Okay, fine. So I think I have a pretty good self image of myself. It's like, yeah, I know no one. I know no one likes me, and I'm just fine with that. I know what I am, and I'll deal with it, people. <laughs> uh, worry about what others think of me? Apparently not. Uh, yep, definitely not. <laughs> or expect the attitude of others to be negative. Uh, I don't like when that happens. Uh, have suspicious ideas. I don't. I try to avoid that one and become paranoid. I don't know. I, don't know, I feel, I don't know, maybe it's just because I constantly think I do things that people don't like, <laughs> but I'm always just worried, like, yeah, um, like be 10 minutes late to a five o'clock meeting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, that's, that, that's not, that, <clears throat> that's not in your mind. That's actually true. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't put that one in the list because it's actually true. People yeah. don't like it. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> no, it's, it's like, I was worried that people find me annoying or they don't want to like hang out with me or something. Yeah. No, no, I mean, no, not you, son. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last time I come. Yeah, well, actually, to me, it's, okay, and this is why I bring things back to astrology, too. The, the whole person of my show is, like, if you know who you are, like, you and I are in that socially awkward category. Mm. So people are going to have a, you know, unless we do a really nice job with ourselves. Um, yeah. um, well, I guess we'll just die. Unless we, you know, you know, some people, you know, are, are fine being very personable and stuff like that. They're in our categories. But to me, it's like, no, a lot of us are really socially awkward mm. and people view us that way. And to me, it's like, you know, that, that one point probably would bother me. But now, nowadays, after knowing, it's like, well, that's who I am. You yeah. Know, you know, that's fine. I mean, my, my gift is I have this over here that people don't quite appreciate. But I have this little thing that I do that I do better than these other people. Mm. So all these people that are very socially pleasant, yeah, that's great. But when it comes to this layer over here, they're really weak, and I'm really strong in it. Yeah. So to me, and that's why I pound home the astrology so much is because it's like, well, that's just who you are. It's like there's yeah. good and bad about that kind of stuff. Like, I definitely – I like myself. I like me. I'm pretty fun. <laughs> but uh, it's just I'm like – fun guy. I'm a fun guy. <laughs> I'm a mushroom. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's like I just worry that uh, – I don't know that my friends don't like me. It's like I'm not going to change myself, <laughs> but I don't know. It's, 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 I, I worry. Well, I kind of worry about that. So my so we're in the same category. So I, we probably grapple with the same things, the same feelings, and, and, and to me, I, I kind of just 
because I, I, I do a lot of self-reflection and it's like, I know I'm not the center. I'm not very good in the center of attention. I, hmm. I, I, I suck at it. Um, but I am very So if I get into like a, a big crowd type situation, you know, I, I step back and let people, someone else take the show. If, if I'm organizing a party, I try to hire a person that's really good at that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and I sit back as like, you know what? I'm fine with them being the center of attention. You know, I might be jealous. I don't have those skills. Like Ronnie, Ronnie, I, I love how Ronnie is where I go out. You know, people love her. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, and I, it's like, I can be jealous about the fact. It's like, why can't I be like her? And, and to agree, I am. But I was like, I, that's just not me. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's fine. You know, and, and over the time of studying people's personalities all the time, I was like, you know, that's fine because, you know, Ronnie has her little irritations. And in some of those areas is where I step up to be a little bit better. Mm. You know, one-on-one, you know, I, I tend to be really good one-on-one with people. Uh, when it comes to organized events, you know, people are like, you're, you're an extrovert. And it's like, well, no. <laughs> it's like you just saw me in my comfort zone. I like that. You know, I like to see people happy. You know, I feed off this stuff. But at these events, I do talk to people I'm comfortable with, which I assume you do too. Mm-hmm. But it's like, uh, I don't know, I just know who I am. Because I tell you shit. Yeah. And that's why I do this podcast. Hey. And no one listens. Mm-hmm. Like, I know no one's listening. <laughs> Nobody's there. <laughs> it's a completely empty audience. Actually, actually, I think we have some people. We have plenty of people to listen. But. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're listening. Call this number. <laughs> uh, well, see, I also know people that see, I say people. I know people don't respond to things. Yeah. So, so I know I, I can say that, yeah, you know, you know, try and get people to try and get people to respond to the pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. I had so many times where, because I, I organize these Euchre type things, ask people to come in. No, 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 no. I have to call them up and pretty much badger them. Yeah. <laughs> and then when they show up, it's like, why didn't you mark that you showed up? So it's like, well, I don't know. It was, you know, give me some waffling type thing or, I don't know. People, people are weird. Yeah. That's, that's why I tell you. Anyways. Anywho, what was the next one on the list? Uh, I'm done with the list. The point is, uh, oh, close relationships are often intense, unstable, alternate between the extremes of over idolizing and undervaluing people who are important to me. It, it's, isn't kind of funny where, where, like, uh, like some people, are, you know, they, they, they go in this big, huge, oh, how we talk about my family. You know, the, 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 our family? <laughs> well, well my, my brothers and sisters. Yeah. And so when I describe, I'm, I'm one of 11. Mm-hmm. And everyone's engineers, which is kind of difficult. Um, they're difficult people. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and the way I describe my uh, my family to people is they actually we're all very close too. And to me, it's like that TV show Survivor. Mm-hmm. And on Survivor, they all get planted on the island about you know so many people. And then throughout the show, they start fighting. They're saying all these nasty things to each other. They pretty much hate each other. And then they have the reunion shows. Oh yeah, but I love each of them. I love everyone here. This is fantastic. This is such a bonding experience. I would you know gladly welcome all of you guys into my house. You know, you ever, you ever notice that one? Yeah, I think those things are mostly staged, aren't they? No, that's yeah. what people do. I mean, you, you have a lot of people. Well, maybe. Well, it's, it's that whole thing. You put someone in a traumatic type situation on that rickety bridge. Yeah. And then they, they develop these bonds because it's right next to the love thing. And so they go through this traumatic type thing, but then they come back to each other. Mm-hmm. But, you know, t- 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 but, you know, some people are like really bad with this kind of stuff where it's like they – you know, they say, oh, my God, this person's the worst person in the world. I hate this person. I hate this person. But I love him. He's a great – we have some great time, stuff like that. You know, people do that yeah. stuff all the time. It's like, what the hell? I think everyone does it to a degree. The borderline people do it to a more of a degree, <laughs> a very extreme degree. Anyway, so I don't like this list at all. 
because you know there's there's so many ways because I don't think it describes the person at all from what I can read up on and, and the way I uh, I, I study up a lot on this crap I mean a lot mm-hmm. and when I study things I, I you know I read this thing it's like this doesn't make sense to me I can't relate to this thing at all mm-hmm. and then I talk to a bunch of different psychologists and stuff like that you know I, I, I listen to like I read a bunch of books and, and all this kind of stuff um, so here's some little things that some of the things I read let's see what we got here. I'm just checking my notes here. Oh, here's one. So uh, I told you with the Borneo people, uh, basically, uh, da, 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 you know, they believe genetics as, a, as, a, as the genetics make you prone to being like a certain way, like borderline, right? Yeah. And I say that the people that are borderline tend to be have great sensitivity. So being born with a great sensitivity, intuition, and being raised in a bad environment leads someone to have, you know, to have a um, to have to deal with extreme emotions, so basically all this stuff kind of manifests into this issue where where they have extreme emotions with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And of course, just like we're talking about when we start dating someone, you know, a lot of times you can be cordial with a lot of people, strangers you don't know because you just have to. But like the rest of us, once we start dating someone, we start nitpicking them and stuff like that, and they their emotions go a lot more extreme. Yeah, with them. So so that's where the the, the relationship problems pop up at. But I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I mean, I'll get to that in a little second. Uh, what, some people describe this thing as a borderline as uh, it's like having a Ferrari with bicycle bike with bicycle brakes. <laughs> <laughs> which which uh, I thought was really really cool. And of course, because you know you have so, this this energy or this, this this in some ways it can be a gift, but you just can't you haven't been taught to control it. Mm. So um, and. Uh, Actually, I think it's where it's nice to have people that spot different things about you when you're growing up. Like, I wish someone would spot that as ADD when I was growing up, because then I would have had better grades in school. But they didn't. I was listening to someone that was talking about the curator of, of cats. Okay. Um, as uh, they're doing an interview with someone from, from cats, and she was like the the dance curator, whatever it is, or you know, yeah, the direct dance director or coordinator or whatever. The one that made the moves. But uh, apparently, when she's a young kid. She's in getting examined by someone, and they had a a a, a, a camera in the room or something like that, or two way room. So the, the people walked out of the room, and she's by herself. And then also, the girl just started dancing all over the place, you know, without even having dance training. She was just dancing, and it's like this girl needs to be eating dance. And then she turned out to be like this this huge, you know, you know, dance person. Um, too bad the cat movie didn't do so great. <laughs> yeah, but she did all the other stuff too. I think she did like a fan of the opera also. So. Uh, a lot of people compare uh, bipolar. I mean, uh, bipolar and borderline as being similar, mm-hmm. and and I think the reality is, uh, in most cases, probably borderline. Mm. Just I don't think too many people know what borderline is. They 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 know what bipolar is, and says, and I think people like uh, stupefy. <laughs> <laughs> they, they kind of stupefy these things like bi. Okay, too. Uh, you're either pissed off or you're happy, right? So that'd be uh, um, uh, bipolar. So some people have talked about the difference between like a bipolar and borderline. Um, bipolar usually goes in waves. Yeah, I think I can't remember if this is true or not. Don't take <laughs> don't think this is like a truth, but I think I heard that um, bipolar was supposed to be just like your uh, brain has pro- or trouble balancing the chemicals, so you get like these flashes of just like intense um, reactions. Yeah, it's kind of, but it's kind of, a, but the thing is, it's like a, a gradual wave and it is a chemical type thing. Mm. Uh, the treatment for bipolar is a chemical drug. 
you know, yeah. to, 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 to smooth it out. Mm. But usually with your bipolar, you go on uh, a wave where you'd be like a, a manic, you know, on a high basically for like a few weeks. Yeah. And then you go into like a depression for a few weeks mm. and then you go back in a high again, but it lasts weeks. Whereas with uh, boring type people, they go from being pissed to happy within an hour. Mm-hmm. You know, the uh, they say uh, the most uh, uh, borderline is more trigger driven, and they say the most common be, uh, borderline triggers are relationship triggers or interper- interpersonal distress. So, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of this stuff, like I said, manifests in relationships. So to me, if I was going, if I thought someone might be borderline, I'd probably want to talk to their, their the people that are significant to them. Mm-hmm. You know, their 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 lovers, their family, you know, their 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 bosses. Uh, many people with a borderline experience intense fear and anger, impulsive behavior, self harm, and even suicide in the, wake of relation- in the wake of relationship events that make them feel either rejected, criticized, or abandoned. Mm. So, I mean, to, to me, it's like, like, okay. You know, it, it kind of centers on a lot more of the relationship stuff. Let's see. The problem with the borderline, we talked about the, the Ferrari and the bicycle brakes. I just saw that movie, by the way Ford versus Ferrari. It's Ferrari. Oh, I forgot that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, there's a movie. It's a good movie. Um, what's, what's that about? Actually, part of it, they break problems. <laughs> <laughs> this is where, where Ford Motor Company was determined to uh, beat Ferrari in a race. Oh, okay. And they did. And they did. That sounds dumb. Huh? That sounds dumb. <laughs> yeah. um, but they say, you know, uh, you know, they talk about, you know, you know, if you think about it, though, if, if, one of the things I, well, I would like to do is be able to frame this borderline thing as like saying it's, it's not really a bad thing. It's just something that needs to be controlled. Yeah. So like like they, they have like, like the, tendency, the, the thing of extreme emotions. Well, they have a tendency to be extremely angry, but they also have a tendency to be extremely fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want that impulsive person when you're out having a party yeah. or when you're out in bars. It's like, hey, let's go do this, guys. You know, the impulsive people, those are the fun people. Yeah. So that's why it's like, you know, it would almost be nice if we kind of frame this thing you know, no one wants to be labeled as being crazy. Mm. Uh, but uh, it's like, if you can frame it, it's like, it's like okay, that's just two years. You're a Gemini. Like, who wants to be a Gemini? <laughs> <laughs> I like being a Gemini. <laughs> but, you know, if we can frame it in the right way, it's like, well, yeah, Geminis are really smart. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why, I always, that's why I always thought of you. You've always been really smart. So, if you get social awkward, fine. But, it's like, but you're smart. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it's, it's like, you know, I like to look at this borderline thing. It's like, it's not necessarily bad. And to me, it's like, Primary thing with this this whole thing is, it's like, what does it hurt to consider yourself borderline? I don't know. I mean, I'd like to not be like labeled as know what I'm am. <laughs> so, well, no one wants to be labeled. But but, uh, but on the same note, though, if you have issues where you're thinking about suicide a lot, mm-hmm. if you had a lot of relationship issues, and you can just pretend like you're borderline, even though you're not, and it's not like you take a drug for it. Yeah, it's not. It's not like they lock you up for it. You you basically go through this training that teaches you how to deal with other people. Yeah, like some of those. Skills are just good life skills. <laughs> yeah, so like any of us can do the same damn thing. And I, I think the problem with the, the, the borderline type people is, is, is you know, if I had someone that, you know, if I was or if I was concerned about someone that had that, my, my message would be is like, well, let's just assume you are. Who cares? You know, I, I still accept you. Mm-hmm. Right? But, you know, if, 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 if I think the problem is like even if someone knew they're borderline, because the borderline is actually this DBT is, is apparently very effective on treating it. Um, or managing it. Mm. Um, but the problem is, like, if, if I was borderline, right? Um, 
It'd be better if you're a girl, but let's say we're in a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is weird on so many different levels. <laughs> but, 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 you know, the, the thing to me, well, yeah, you're my son, right? Yeah. I'd be like, um, by the way, Evan, I'm boring. Uh, this is my issue. I, 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 I do go to extremes with my, my emotions and stuff like that. And I was like, Evan, uh, you can help me out by dealing with me this way. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to work on my side. I know I have this issue. I'm going to work on it myself. But you need to work on it too. And if, if uh, you're like, nah, fuck you. Right then, then, it, then it's like um, as much as I try to help out myself, if the people around me don't help me too, it's going to be a lost cause. Yeah, and uh, you know that's kind of where I go with the whole thing. Um, well, there's so many little things I wanted to go into the whole list here. I mean, if you want to keep going, I can come back. Yeah, come back. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to finish up this topic because I've been trying to get through the whole list for a while. For, for a while there, if you don't mind. Um. No, so so I mean, I'm trying to send that message out there too. Like, and that goes with anything. Like, like even like a, um, a bipolar. We know bipolar people, right? Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but we, uh, but uh, no, we we you know I know you know people too because we share a lot of people in our life. But we we have people that have mental illnesses in our our life, mm-hmm. right? And and it's, it's like uh, uh, you know, some are depression. You know, some are uh, schizophrenic. You know, some are some are bipolar and stuff like that. And the problem what you run into is is one is where the person that has the problem doesn't realize they have the problem. Yeah. So they're not even trying to work on their own problem. And, and then you got the issue, especially in my family, where you got the people that don't appreciate their issue. Mm. Um, or actually, I shouldn't say my family because, uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess so, because we have issues in our family. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, it's like when you got the other people in the family that don't quite appreciate the other person's issue. Mm-hmm. It's like, how you, how's the person supposed to get better if they're in this environment that's beating them down all the time? Yeah. So so I, I think it's kind of a, a big thing with this thing. To me, I think I like borderline because, you know, it's not like some of these other weird types of, of mental illness. Um, it's, it's just kind of like managing things that you, everyone should do anyways. I just... Managing your emotions. Yeah, and, and we talked about the dialectic be able to their thing. Oh, here, here's a good thing. Uh, they, they talk about like like dealing with life period. I can't remember why. Uh, um, let me go through my list here. Let me go blah 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 because I have some notes here. All right. <laughs> Want me to just sit back while you? Uh, uh, yeah. Well, wait, 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 so we're talking about the Ferrari type thing. So here, here's a, a different way. Uh, one thing I like to do is try to frame it into a better way. I'm right? just stealing the rest of your water. Yeah. So here it says uh, uh, one one site. I did a lot of research on this crap, but uh, we're talking about uh, compared to a Ferrari with bicycle brakes. And, you know, this one site, their message to people was like, you are in no way bad. You know, you are not too much. Well, you are a sensitive, intuitive, gifted individual who is deprived of the right kind of nourishment as you're growing up. You're a high level of awareness and, and acuity, A-C-U-I-T-Y, acuity to, sub- to subtleties is hmm. not. It's, on, on, it's not only unusual, but it's also an extreme precious. So, and I like the way they word that. So it's like, you know, this boring person's like, you have a gift here. It's just not managed. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, what does he do? Uh, the, the intensity and, and rationality of a borderline symptoms are equally matched by happiness, creativity, and empathy for others. That's good. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's like, you know, it's, it's geek science. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Socially awkward. But we're freaking smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, um, 
Uh, I was talking about like how like people always it seems like people always gravitate towards bipolar. Oh yeah, that person's bipolar. That person's bipolar. That person's bipolar. Mm. And, and, and the reality is, is uh, they start doing better studies with borderline. By the way, borderline is a relatively new thing in, in, in psychology. Um, they estimate about six percent of the population versus three percent of the population. Six percent are borderline. Three uh, percent are bipolar. Mm. So a lot of times when we see that person, it seems to be like going to extremes. They're probably more likely to be borderline which like i said is if if, if, if i don't know um who cares about that i won't get through the rest of this list uh who cares about this yeah uh here's one thing they say a correct diagnosis is essential um and borderline is one of the most frequently misdiagnosed and prevalent uh, psychological disorders is very often uh, misdiagnosed, largely because it's a uh, like I said, six percent six percent of the population has it. Uh, it is a serious illness. The suicide type stuff is significant. Nine uh, percent commit suicide. Mm-hmm. They actually do it. Um, it's it's uh, heritable. So if you're you know if your parents whacked, which I'm not. <laughs> hmm. Send help. <laughs> There's another half though. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to speak bad about my ex-wife. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, uh, part of the reason why it's mixed not diagnosed is because a lot of these things have overlapping types of things. Like uh, one common thing with the uh, uh, borderline people, they suffer from severe depression. Duh, because they screw up all the relationships. Yeah. Yeah. They can make anyone <laughs> they, they depressed. Uh, they also su- often suffer from uh, uh, um, ADD. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also suffer from uh, there's another one or two I forgot but the thing is is, is is when you get the one thing it brings on a whole bunch of other things too mm-hmm. that makes it really hard for the uh, uh, the psychiatrist to pick up on and of course it has hints of being like like bipolar too so that's, that's another issue there <laughs> yeah, what else is there uh Neglectful parenting is a huge thing with uh, borderline people. It kind of leads to them being borderline. Uh, emotional and sexual abuse, abandonment as a child. Oh, I tried to get rid of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one time in Texas. <laughs> they just returned you. <laughs> oh, you know about that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but those are those are some, uh, you know, the whole uh, abuse of a parent and abandonment as a child issues uh, that, that makes a big risk of being borderline. Um, with the fact that uh, here's a cool thing with effective treatment, most borderline people can uh, experience a significant reduction in the symptoms. There's no cure for it, hmm. but of course it's a gift. So why would you want to cure it? You, yeah. you want to manage it. I, I talked to some this, this center that specializes in say we have about we have about eighty percent success rate hmm. of making someone going from not wanting to kill themselves to like yeah okay that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Oh, yeah. Depression, anxiety, panic, and substance abuse disorders and ADD all go along with that borderline. That makes it kind of yeah. difficult to, to treat. Uh, like I said, the nice thing treatment is not drugs. I know a lot of people hate drugs. You do Adderall, don't you? No, not anymore. Why'd you get off it? Um, because I wasn't... Uh, I basically became like a zombie. <laughs> was thing, what was it? Last time I did it was in 2012. I was taking like all my classes and I 
my diet consisted of like a bagel with cream cheese, not sleeping. And Which just, is crazy because when I'm on Adderall, I eat. Hmm. I, I eat, I eat, I eat. Yeah, I, I, I eat a lot. Hmm. I mean, it worked. I got an A in calculus. <laughs> Works for me too. But. Yeah. Just it, it just turns me into a different person, and the the like I definitely have ADD, but <laughs> it's huh? a, I definitely have ADD, but it's just like um the my reason I was taking this before school, and I found the better way to get through school is to just you know do something I want to do. <laughs> Actually, that's uh, uh, that's how I feel too, and that's why I say like some of these things are like uh. Like even this thing is like you can look at borderline as being a bad thing, but you can also look at it as being a gift that's not mm. that, that's, that's not managed. ADD. A lot of people think it's a bad thing. It's like, I think it's a good thing for me because the way my mind bounces around. If, yeah, if I'm talking to someone, yeah, it may be irritating that my mind's all over the place, right? But I'm actually thinking about what people are talking about. It's just like I'm thinking of like a thousand different aspects of what they're thinking about. Mm. So it makes it so that I think that it makes it so that when I, I have a lot more empathy for people, or I think about different. Avenues where people are going down, and I just like, oh, okay, really? <laughs> you had a good day. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm really think, I'm, I'm thinking really hard. And actually, I found out that with ADD, um, I was talking to this, this one counselor. I was like, yeah, ADD. I was like, yeah, I stopped taking the medication because I was doing 3D printing, right, tech support. And it's like, I never had troubles there. And she goes, well, that's very much what ADD people are good at. It's like firefighting, basically. If an issue pops up, it focuses all their attention really quickly, and they're really smart people, mm-hmm. and they can pull from all these different things but they get focused and they're really good about focusing for the short term and it's almost like a gift in that sense so if, if, I, if i was if i knew i was ad and wanted to avoid the medication you know I, I should pick a career that does that yeah or i find out even when i program program is really stressful um but if i'm programming like for my euchre club um i can program very easily mm. you know until it hits little bumps here and there but i can program really easily but there's some things that i program that i don't really want to program and then my mind starts wandering in a bad way yeah and then it's like Hello, Adderall. <laughs> or there's sometimes when I change when I'm programming and I have a lot of anxiety. And to, mm. me, and to me, Adderall, it calms my anxiety and makes me focus on one thing. So it does have a tool, but I don't want to take it all the time because I think, you know, ADD is got a gift too. Yeah. It's, I look at like Daisy, my dog, mm. uh, ADD. <laughs> but, you know, but, you know, I would hate, you know, if some people are like, we need to calm that dog down a little bit. I was like, no, no, I like my little crazy dog. You know, I, I love her energy. I love how alert she is. I mean, I love all that kind of stuff about it. I mean, I love Jack too for being the dopey little dog. But <laughs> uh, by the way, I have two dogs. One's like really ADD type dog. Another one's like derp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, 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 I don't know. What was the condition called? His tongue just kind of like flops out. Yeah, he's a goofy dog. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's pretty derpy. <laughs> yeah, the dogs are the same age. They're both about three years old. And the one's like a complete high strung little dog and the other one's like an old man dog <laughs> but you know and, and, and there's some issues with my little, my daisy but uh but on the same note, I was like I don't want to break her of these things mm. it's like I, I kind of like her energy it's kind of neat um so we're talking about like uh one of the big things about so eventually we're going to get to the DBT and stuff like that I say everyone should learn about this stuff uh because what happens with borderline is that a lot of fight pop a lot of fights pop up and so Here's some things that if you're dealing with a borderline person or if you are the borderline person you know, or, or if you're a person, period, these are some things that you should learn that this is basically what the, the DBT kind of teaches you, but it applies to everyone. So we are in a fight, right? Or mm. you do something that irritates me. You're late. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, here's some things that uh, you 
on your side, let's suppose I'm the one that's going to go off on the, you know, explode at you. Cause, mm-hmm. You know, I'm the crazy one here for being upset about you being late. Yeah, I know. So here's a, a, some tools that you can apply to anyone. And uh, one of them is called like uh, the, the Jade method rarely is very rarely effective. And, and Jade stands for J-A-D-E. Jade stands for justify. Um, so I'm pissed off at you. Uh, you're late, mm-hmm. right? So one thing you don't want to do to me is try to justify yourself. Right? And you're say, you know, have you ever been you? Have you ever been able to justify your way of an, uh, of uh, an issue? But Dad, I'm late because I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> but Dad, I'm late because I'm coming from work. <laughs> uh, you know, but Dad, I mean, it, it doesn't change really anything. It's it very justified. So the, the justify method, you know, let's see, say, have you ever been able to get your partner to agree with you when you justify yourself in response to their concerns? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you're late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're late though. Chances are you're doing something. <laughs> it's like I don't give a shit why you're late. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to hear it. Uh, uh, att- uh, attacking. Uh, so it's like, but dad, you should have done something at six o'clock. I tell you, dumbass. <laughs> right? Does attacking your partner ever win an argument? No, <laughs> no, but people still do it, right? Uh, defend. When you defend yourself to your partner, uh, does that ever accept? You know, does that make them accept it? No, I mean, it was just kind of justifying too. Justifying, attacking, defending, explaining, you know, these things explain why you're late and stuff like that. It doesn't work. Mm. You know, and, and the things that actually do work are some things they teach you in, in DBT is, is like um, uh, pay attention to the person. You know, if, I, if I'm pissed off at you, you know, instead of trying to know all this justification type stuff, you know, the better thing to do is like uh, uh, one thing is validate. Uh, this is huge with oh yeah, it's huge with people. And we talked, we actually, you and I talked about this on the show before. Yeah, as we went over, uh, we talked about this because uh, we do went over this in our uh, communications class. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. You wanted to, to said the uh, the I and you type thing, or actually, I, th- I think I said it too, but you you yeah. you confirmed it. The I and you type things uh, when you when you're fighting with someone, you know, don't talk in terms of you. Mm-hmm. Evan, you were late. Yeah, you know, you don't care. No. <laughs> yeah, actually, actually, these things go back and forth, you know. Um, you know, justify us. Like, Evan, we're here from five to six. I paid for this time, right? So yeah. you don't care. <laughs> you, you know, uh, you know, defending all this kind of stuff. You, you don't really care. You know, the only thing I, you care about that might help out is you know, say, you know, so hey, you know, what, Dad, why are you upset that I'm late? Mm-hmm. Or Dad, or try to validate the person. Like, or Dad, Father, <laughs> Papa. Papa. <laughs> Papa, Dad, please don't hurt me. <laughs> Papa, I can see why you're upset. I'm always late. <laughs> <laughs> Empathize. I should, you know. I really should fix it. <laughs> there's, a whole, there's a whole track of how you deal with this thing, but the things that you deal with these things are the same things you deal with people without borderline. Hmm. So, so, anyways, those are the main things I want to cover with the borderline. I think I got it all kind of in a messed up way. But, you know, to me, borderline is like something that people just say. It doesn't hurt you to say. People say you're crazy. If people say you're an alcoholic, say, okay, I work on it. Yeah, I won't. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I mean, if someone tells you these different things about you, stuff like that, I mean, there's some things that it doesn't hurt you to assume that you are. You know, if you have troubles with a lot of relationships, you're always in fights with a lot of people. You feel suicidal. It's like, does it hurt you to say, yeah, maybe I'm borderline. Maybe just try doing these DBT yeah. skills. You know, okay. It's gonna make you a good person, regardless. Yeah, it's like it can't hurt. Hmm? It can't hurt, and it's like at worst, you're you're better at managing some things. Yeah, yeah, and that's like I said, and it's, it's like 
for the, the the borderline thing, I can't stress enough. It's like it's important for the people that if you're a borderline person, is I think it's really super important for the person that's in the relationship with them. I also go through the exact same training hmm. because you know they're going to be the one. The borderline person is going to be the one that's going to be irritated really quickly by something or another, and then they're going to lash out at their partner, and then all of a sudden that partner is, is irritated now, and they're doing the same thing where they have their emotions running really high. And they need to control their emotions. Grant, okay, fine. It's all the person's fault. Who cares? You still have to deal with the damn emotions. Mm. And you still got to keep the whole thing from exploding up there. So. I think that's it. Yep. That should be good. Should be good, Dave. <laughs> yeah, good, Dave. I'm going to tell everyone goodbye. All right. So, thanks, Evan. You're so, welcome. Once again, this is the good Reverend Jim. And his irritable son, Evan. <laughs> his late son, Evan. The, 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 the late son, Evan. The late son, <laughs> If it comes late more often, it's going to be really good. <laughs> um, like I said, my, my show is all about trying to make the world a better place. Um, hopefully some people listen. And uh, if, if you want to hear some of this in previous episodes, please go to thegoodreverendjim.com. And in there, I, I have a lot more details about astrology if you'd rather read about things than um, probably outside smoking. I'm probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, should we go on about other stuff now? What? Should we have the extended show? The extended show. <laughs> I'll just sit here and just talk about random things. <laughs> yeah, so how's your weekend? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what did I do this weekend? Uh, I didn't may, may open it early so Dave knows. Yeah. We're, we're waiting for our technician to come turn off the mics. And then there's one show where he, he took a long time and then I noticed there's a whole bunch of dead air at the end of the show. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Just yeah. stale and all that. Now, this weekend uh, was great. I did nothing. <laughs> That's Erica's dream. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. <laughs> now, uh, I did a bunch of just random nerd things. I think Friday I went out and played Magic with my friends. Um, oh, nerd things. Did you hear what I did? No. I went down to the uh, Detroit Symphony Orchestra. Ooh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I saw the music Harry Potter. Yeah, that must have been great. It was. I probably should have thought of inviting my son that you know grew up with that crap. Yeah, that, that would have been really nice of you. <laughs> On that note, Dave's here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so long. We're just killing time for you, Dave. <laughs>